This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning and welcome back to the Good and Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, in which we look at the latest Arsenal Transfer news, break it down, try to make some sense of it and get your thoughts as well in our live chat box too. Um, and obviously today is the day after the night before from an England perspective in which we managed somehow against all the odds to go through top of the group, which was great. Uh, I am an England fan. I've put this forward. I'm not your... I don't know what it is. I feel like it's fashionable sometimes, especially even from if you're English, to not support the England national team. It's almost a trend to do it. And I'm not really on that side of things. Um, I appreciate a lot of other nations. I watch a lot of other nations football, but still very much English and would like the England national team to do well. So it's coming home, is what it is. It's coming home. Anyway, um, there is a lot to talk about in regards to that, actually, uh, and specifically the performance of this man, uh, Bakayo Saka, who was absolutely awesome um, in the game. No specific goals or assists, raw stats to speak of, but his energy, uh, the way in which he just cut apart the Czech Republic defence, the way he combined with Jack Grealish, it was annoyingly good to see him play so well with Jack Grealish to know that that's never going to happen really from an Arsenal perspective anyway it's quite sad I mean we can dream um but but uh, I just yeah it's just not realistic is it and I mean the way that Aston Villa are going maybe they'll put in a bid for Saka at this rate but uh, fantastic congratulations to, to Saka on winning the star of the match in the game and I'm fingers crossed he plays in the next round because he deserves to, as does Grealish. And uh, he's done a lot more than a lot of the other players have done in the tournament. So uh, not, not for the fact they've not been picked, obviously. There is that. Uh, talking about Jaden Sancho. But uh, yeah, massive congratulations to Saka. And uh, I look forward to seeing him in the next round. and back at Arsenal next season uh, for the push towards European qualification, fingers crossed. Let's go on to our main transfer stories then. And we start off with Granit Xhaka, uh, the Swiss midfielder. It, honestly, this story, I feel like I've used his name in a show. We've, this is the 51st show, and I must have covered him on half of them, surely. Anyway, Demarzio tweeted out yesterday that 
basically a deal is guess what imminent is what we're told um as it seemingly has been since before the euros began and i know switzerland have now gone through to the next round and it maybe it'll take um switzerland getting knocked out for this to finally be confirmed but oh, i just want this to be done and over and finished um I'm just sick of it, really. <laughs> I really am sick of talking about Granite Xhaka's deal nearly happening. Um, but yeah, talks <laughs> Drizzy in the chat. Talks have progressed, FC. That is that is Arsenal in a nutshell right now. So fingers crossed we can see this one finally getting done because I'm sick and tired of bringing it up every single show because something new comes forward and that something new is the same thing that we've heard every single time. Uh, anyway, this is something new. Uh, Nikolai Moller, uh, who is the Swedish striker, the next Zlatan Ibrahimovic, if you will, um, at Arsenal. Apparently, he's garnering quite a lot of interest from European clubs. Arsenal have made him available for a loan this season after having a, a very decent first season for the under 23 so he looks like he's going to be off and he's certainly someone that we're going to be keeping an eye on to see how he gets on a more of a senior level i hope he gets to go to kind of a very decent club in a top tier of a continental league to really kind of cut his teeth i suppose in, in that sort of senior level where he's only really been playing for us and for malmo previously in kind of the youth systems so it'd be a great opportunity to see Nikolai Moller play in uh, a senior position. So that's going to be great. So keep your eyes peeled to see where he goes. But the latest rumours are is that lots of European clubs are interested in taking him on loan for next season. So we will have to see how that pans out. Um, let's go on to Emil Smith-Rowe once again. Uh, Aston Villa are touted to return with yet another bid for Smith-Rowe. And uh, I know this this story divides... Um, opinion it certainly divided me amongst a lot of you guys I think when it first came out and whilst I was sitting there going I'm a, you know, a little bit worried about this not worried in the sense that I think he'll leave or that Aston Villa will buy him I'm worried in the sense that there are clubs that believe that it's now okay to start bidding I mean when you think about it even six seven years ago you didn't see clubs like Aston Villa clubs that we would consider on a, a lower level to us uh, in the most respectful way possible like bidding for our players it didn't happen you didn't see it mostly because Aston Villa was still trying to get out of the championship at that time but the point stands that these clubs who are looking at Arsenal as basically the breakaway from the pack in not a good sense that they can overtake us that they can get into the position of trying to become in that or get into that top six that Leicester have of course already so Arsenal need to fend this one off I don't want to see any entertaining of bids whatsoever and if Arsenal end up selling him it would be absolutely catastrophic um, but Arsenal really certainly need to hold off that interest and get this guy signed up to a new five-year deal. Aston Villa certainly are taking advantage of the fact that they know Arsenal are in contract talks with Smith Rowe and his representatives, but they are expected to come back with a 30 million plus bids for Smith Rowe. And it seems to be one that isn't going away. But I think I collectively speak for us all when I say do one, Aston Villa do one. <laughs> Moving on to our kind of main transfer possible out story. We touched upon this a lot in the two shows that we did yesterday. I did a show with Elliot from the Arsenal Vision podcast. We spoke about Saliba. I then did the Arsenal Transfer podcast with Joe, with Zamir and with Drew. And we talked a lot about Saliba. In fact, we did a whole half an hour segment on William Saliba if you want to go and check that out. But I don't really feel like I've got to get my kind of thoughts and feelings out about this one. And I will talk about it a bit more probably in the Q&A section when we get your thoughts um, but the rumours are, according to Chris Wheatley, that he is considering 
his options is, is what he's put out, which I find it staggering that only a month ago we were hearing reports from very legitimate people saying that the expectation is Saliba would come back and he would be assessed in preseason. Now, whether the interest in Ben White and that that's very public has made Saliba change his mind, that the fact that the club are going out and spending a big money signing on a centre-back has changed his perspective on his chances at the club next season. If it's from his perspective, if it's Saliba going, right, looking at when Ben White and coming in going, oh, they're going to go and buy a £50 million centre-back, so, you know, I might as well go try and cut my teeth elsewhere. You know, that that in, in that sense, it disappoints me because I think I'd rather see him go, you know what, I don't care if Arsenal are signing a £50 million player. I'm going to go and give it my absolute all and fight for my place in the team. There's also the other side, which is Arteta. We don't know wholly, we don't know, like, definitively, his final views on the guy. We know speculatively what he thinks. We know from what we hear from him in these post-match press conferences and, and normal press conferences what he thinks of the player, which is always that he's our player and they'll make an assessment of him, etc. Um, but all the evidence and all of the kind of signals that we're getting tell us that he's not that keen on him and, and he should be given a chance. And I've always said that I think the kid needs to be given a chance. Uh, and he's not being given that. And I hope he wants to come back and, and really try and fight for his place rather than just seeing Ben White being linked and going, oh, not for me, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'd rather it wasn't that attitude, but we don't know, ultimately. We we simply don't know. Let's go on to the uh, possible ins, and then we'll get all of your thoughts and feelings in the chat box after we've covered those. So you may have seen this yesterday. Uh, Z uh, on Twitter, obviously somebody tweets out a lot of Arsenal news, and with their sources, like they tweet out the, the links to where the information's come from. And in this case, it was... Uh, a tweet which related to, I think it was uh, Calcio uh, that tweeted it out anyway, or Dean Mercato, um, that tweeted out about Aaron Ramsey's kind of desire to return to Arsenal. Anyway, uh, his uh, repre- one of his representatives actually replied to the tweet saying, I'm sorry, but can you stop making things up, please? There is no shred of truth in your tweet, um, which makes the tweet seem as if that's not what the article said. And I haven't been able to read the article, so I can't verify that. So maybe someone in the chat box can. But I, the tweet from Z basically said that there is a desire on Ramsey's part to, to return to Arsenal. And it referenced through Sport Witness, who was the other website that tweeted out the information, what it was. So I felt a bit sorry, in a sense, for Z, because he's not what I... And we, you know, we have a right go at attacking... or not attacking. It's probably the wrong word. At judging. At laughing at. It's ITK. It's not, I, Z isn't one of those. Z is you're, you're tweeting the news and referencing the sources of where the information came from. Um, so I felt a bit bad, because obviously then Chris Wheatley said that this is one of Aaron Ramsey's agents denies reports linking the event as we filled with the return to Arsenal. So um, I, I'm glad about that. I didn't want to see Ramsey back at Arsenal. I love Ramsey. I think he, I really appreciate everything he did for uh, for us at Arsenal. But I think that ship has certainly sailed. And I think it's one that we, we don't really need to go back to. And I wish him the absolute best if he does return to England. Um, as long as it's not with one of our rivals, I'm absolutely fine with it. Um, go and, you go and do you, Ramsey, because you, you, know, you deserve to finish your career strongly because of what you've given to the club. And I think you haven't been given a fair shot at Juve. So we'll see. Um, Guido Rodriguez is our penultimate story of the day. Of course, the Real Betis Argentinian midfielder is away uh, with the Argentina national team at the moment, to the best of my knowledge, and is you know, um, getting on with things. But he's had a really good season with Real Betis last year. He came in actually from Mexico, playing for Club America, um, and has gone on leaps and bounds since then. And we have been linked with him throughout the window. We had some early links in one of the earliest videos that we did uh, in the Arsenal Transfer Show series. 
Supposedly, Arsenal are still very much leading the race, is what it's described as by a few reports to sign Guido Rodriguez. Does that mean that he's going to be coming in? Of course not. We don't know what that means. It could mean absolutely anything. It's very vague in terms of a report about him. But the fact that Arsenal are interesting in, in him doesn't really surprise me. Um, he's a good player. He's someone that I'd be interested in, but only for the right price. And there was original prices of around €40 million Euro plus being touted. Now there's reports of around £26 million, which is a lot more reasonable. And I would be willing to entertain that kind of offer. But I also think there is other options out there, like your Basumas, like your Neves, that would be more, say, interesting over a move for Guido Rodriguez. Now we move on to our final story of the day, which is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. According to the Telegraph, Arsenal are tracking the situation and even Everton are willing to actually let Dominic Calvert-Lewin leave. Whether or not they'd be willing to let him leave to one of their direct rivals for a European place in Arsenal is yet to be seen. But interestingly, there was a few tweets. I saw LT put out a tweet yesterday saying, would you rather Isaac, Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Andre Silva with certain prices? And I did find it quite staggering how many people just kind of shunned um, Calvert-Lewin for 10 million more than Alexander Izak as well. I mean, I look at that as very much recency bias of seeing Izak in the European Championships score. I mean, has he even scored? Um, I think he's, I don't think he's scored. I think he's played quite well, but I don't think he's scored yet. And whereas Dominic Calvert-Lewin, whilst not playing because of obviously Harry Kane being there, has had an excellent season for Everton, um, has done really well for them. And it's Premier League proven, young, English, and whilst, yes, would cost a lot of money, I'll bring us back to the point, if we get, say we get all of our targets, and I'm trying to assess players purely on their merit and not their position and where our priorities lie, I would 100% be up for Dominic Calvert-Lewin coming to Arsenal. It's a long-term striking kind of position for us. He would come in, he would be our striker for the next indefinite amount of years. And it makes a lot of sense. And it would be someone that I'd be very interested in Arsenal pursuing. Obviously, I'd like us to pursue other areas of the pitch first to make sure that we get in the centre mids, get in the right back, get in the attacking midfielder, get in the backup left back, the goalkeeper, etc. And then you can think about moving on Lacazette and bringing in a striker, be it Calvert-Lewin or someone else. But this is a real good opportunity. And I think maybe it's being overlooked, actually, um, by quite a lot of people, which is a shame because it's Funny how quickly you can go off someone um, just because there's a new flavour of the month in this case, it being Isaac, who I'd like a lot. But if there's a choice, if there's a straight choice between Alexander Isaac and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I don't think it's even close of what I would pick because it's clearly the, the English striker. Um, it's, yeah, so a very strange one. We'll see how this develops. I would be very shocked if it did happen. Um, but the rumour is there. The link is there. And so that concludes kind of all of our um, talk today. Uh, obviously, nothing about Ben Wyatt, nothing about Madison. I'm not just going to throw news at you if it's just not out there. And there was, there is no updates on Madison. There is no updates on Ben Wyatt. There's no updates on Basuma. There's nothing like that, I'm afraid. Nothing on them. Uh, and well, I'm not going to throw it into a thumbnail to try and get your attention if there's no news. And there isn't any news about those guys this morning. So uh, fingers crossed we can get some updates on those guys uh, very soon. But nothing uh, right now. Anyway, we move on to the final part of the show, which is, of course, getting your thoughts and feelings in the chat box. So let's have a look at what you guys are saying. If you want to bring the conversation back around to the Saliba talk, if you want to talk about Calvert-Lewin, then let's start throwing in what you guys are saying. Jason wants Calvert-Lewin, Madison, Benoit and Aarons. That's a whole English kind of core being added back to the team in one transfer window. So Hill says, Tom, would you start Saka in the next game? I love how Southgate adores him. I certainly would, mate, 100%. Morning, Ross. Good to have you in the chat, mate. 
Uh, Mitchell says, I spoke to my Everton friend and he said Arsenal would be a sideways step. I disagree completely. What do you think? Uh, I don't think it'd be a sideways step. It might be a sideways step in the context of what that gives you in regards to European football. Everton don't have it. Arsenal don't have it. It's a sideways step for that sense. But it, I mean, Arsenal are in a much more likely position to get European football next season than Everton are. Um, so I think that it wouldn't be a sideways step and I think it would be an opportunity to be more likely to win trophies than than Arsenal. It's certainly a step up from Everton still. Um, Vinny says, Tom, ha you have called out uh, ITKs for making up stories. How is Chris Wheatley's tweet any different? It's an easy story to make up and an easy story to brush off. It doesn't come to fruition. Is that uh, the Saliba thing I'm assuming you're talking about? Um it's, it's a good question, Vinny. Um, what's the difference between a verified reporter tweeting out a story or writing an article to uh, a sub-10,000 account tweeting out information about Arsenal, I don't know, going for Camavinga or going for just stepping up their interest or putting a figure on a price for white? What's the difference? Obviously, Vinny, the initial difference is track record, is the fact that this is a reporter with genuine sources linked into clubs, into agents, into players. Um, and it is funny how quickly you build up a base of contacts just by being in that business and specifically. Um, that's the difference for me, is that there is obvious... And I think also Saliba's reps and Saliba's camp are quite vocal, I mean, things, I mean, even I was able to write an exclusive story last, end of last year about the, the French Cup situation because of how loud the information comes out from the Saliba camp. And it is, I think, a, a legit story. I think that his sources are very much shown to be a verified part of the information coming out of that area. And it's it's relatively easy to obtain information about the Saliba thing because of how loud that camp is and how open they are to talking about him and him himself talking about things. But it's fair. And I mean, if you want, Vinny, and it's completely your right to do so, treat every single piece of information, whether it's from an account with barely a follower to your 100 plus thousand follower accounts that are verified, then that's completely fair. If your rhetoric is, I'm not going to trust any info until I see a player holding up the shirt on the Arsenal official website, that is your safest bet. And one way to stay very de-stressed um in the in the transfer window for sure so maybe this isn't for you Vinny this kind of show because <laughs> we don't do that at all um but no it's a good question uh social says Tom do you think Stan has uh, put Arsenal's transfer funds into crypto in the hope to double his money but it's crashed hence why we haven't signed anyone I mean wow crypto we're going to talk about crypto all of a sudden that's not my field of expertise I know it's tongue-in-cheek social but I genuinely don't believe Stan's putting any money into the club this summer. We might spend 150, 200 million. You never know. But I don't believe any of that will come from the owner. As far as I, and to the best of my knowledge, it will come from within the club. It will come from the club's revenue, the, the club's money, not investment, not funds being transferred from his pocket into the club's pockets. Hasn't happened, isn't happening. Um, so, yeah, we will see. Um, Michael Montreal says Arteta ball, like crying laughing face <laughs> I mean we'll see, next season we never know what's going to happen uh, no Matt, they don't and it's rather amusing Alan says, Tom, who impressed you the most in the Euros and whom 
uh, are not linked to Arsenal and are you, uh, and who would you love to bring in? Um, who is not linked to Arsenal that I'd liked watching? Of all the teams so far, um, I had liked, besides his own goal, uh, how effective Rafa Guerrero was against uh, Hungary in the first game. And I thought he had some bright sparks, but I'm not sure he's the right player for Arsenal to go for in that left-back role, to be honest. I think he wouldn't move to be a backup to Tierney. Who else have I liked watching? Uh, I've liked uh, Marla, um, the left-back who's actually a right-back for Denmark, um, for Atalanta, I believe. He's looked very good for them and looks, looks quite good. Who else have I liked? Um, obviously, there's plenty in the Belgian team that are ripping up. Deneas, I really enjoyed Deneas, although he's had a couple of iffy moments, but I've, I have liked some of the, the kind of the playing out from the back and the confidence on the ball that he's had. Um, the French national team, looking at them. I, I talked about looking at Taliso. Uh, I've liked looking at Skrinia from Slovakia. He's had a really good tournament too. Robin Gersens from Germany has been very good as well. Lots of players that we haven't been linked to that I would like to see linked. But yeah, plenty going on at the moment. Um, Tom, have we been successfully linked to 100 players yet? I'm not actually keeping track of the specific... No oh, that's a lie. We actually are keeping track because at the end of June, we'll have our update show on who we've been linked to. Yes, Alan, Spinat Zola is another good shout, actually. Very much so. Uh, Russ says Patrick Schick is different kind of striker. I've liked watching him. It's interesting because his performances for the Czech Republic have been quite different to that from what I've seen him playing for Leverkusen or Leipzig or Roma. Uh, rather different, uh, massively so. Joshua says, Tom, do you trust Arteta with the man management of a young player's development? It's mixed, isn't it? Because we've seen the likes of Saka, Smith Rowe improve under Arteta. But we've then seen the situations that we found ourselves in with Saliba and Genduzi, which have not been anywhere near as effective and and really worrying, in fact. And you've also got him not using, say, I think there's been opportunities to give Reese Nelson minutes when he hasn't done. And whilst I have my reservations about Reese Nelson, there's been no opportunity for him to prove me wrong because Arteta has chosen to throw Willian on in games where we were winning or we were really badly losing. And you could have given minutes to to Reese Nelson and he didn't so it's very mixed um there's been some improvement of, of some of the kids and then there's Martinelli as well who's not been given as many chances as he should have done so it's it's very mixed uh, and not in a positive way right now Jasmine says Tom why is Saliba not being linked to other top teams if he's so good even Liverpool went for Canate rather than Saliba could it be Arteta doesn't see him ready for Arsenal's level of football? I think it's because of the club that he's at. I think if we were talking about Saliba that was still at Saint-Étienne or was actually at Nice and played the season that he had at Nice last season, I think you would see top clubs linked to him. because I could, But because I think they know that he's at Arsenal and Arsenal aren't going to want to necessarily entertain offers from other big teams, that that's why you're not seeing it. And very much it's at the moment a loan situation which only works really for those other teams. You're not going to be a big club wanting to develop, um, and I say big club, I mean those that are obviously in the Champions League right now. Arsenal have done that because of the financial situation they find themselves in with Sabahs and with Erdogan, etc. But you're not going to see your, your cities, your Juves, your PSGs wanting to take Saliba on loan and just a raw loan, no obligation, no option to buy. It's, it doesn't make any sense for them to do that. So I think that's probably why you're not seeing any of those links. Um, Satvik says, are the Sterling Mares rumours agents, agent kind of boosted. It certainly seems that way. Look, I, the, the Sterling Mares thing, which reared its head yesterday and I was reluctant to talk about was, I just don't really see any truth in it. I think it's a little bit clickbaity right now. Um, and I, I'd be shocked if they moved to Arsenal, either of them. 
would I take either of them? I think they improve us, both of them. I don't really particularly like Sterling this tournament. I don't think he's deserved the minutes. But for City, he tends to come good in club football. It's international football where he struggled more so. So I would take both of them. Um, and I think they improve on what we've got. But ooh, yeah, I think it's just I think there are other positions. And I know we talk about that. But with these, specifically these two positions, the wide areas, we're very well stocked. Uh, we've got a lot of options and a lot of young players that I want to see given more minutes. And I'd rather see top quality added to midfield, defence, attacking midfield, arguably striker as well, backup left back, backup goalkeeper, than looking at a wide player. I, I don't think we necessarily need to. Uh, Dan, it, it may have done. And we'll have to revisit that um, at another show. And obviously, we'll do our update show um on on kind of where we see the team for next season at the end of uh at the end of this month which is in a week's time we'll do another show maybe next wednesday um actually to talk about this uh christian says the media love the trigger uh the trigger words uh and we obviously like to see them clickbait and fake news all the time it makes it hard to believe anything uh you just need to be careful christian about the types of of outlets that you you look to and you need to make sure you cross-reference the sources see if it's being spoken about anywhere else speak to experts, see if anyone within the local media of that club or that nation is saying anything about those stories. And, and that's, but it takes time and effort to really work out and, and separate the, the wheat from the chuff, as they say. So uh, yeah, plenty of, uh, plenty of things to sort out and it takes a long time to do that. Um, <laughs> Vinny says, if City get Grealish, he is a massive upgrade on Sterling, 100%. Uh, Kaleidoscope says, Saliba hype really frustrates me, Tom. Why do we want a disruptive personality in the team with a loud camp as well? We need a change uh, in the culture and the mentality of the team. The thing is, is that obviously we've heard the interviews. Obviously, we've heard stories come out about him. But we've never seen him play. And, and, and until I see that, I can't balance my view. I, I've seen him play for Nice, sure, but I haven't seen him play for Arsenal and I can't balance my view about having a character that's maybe a little bit loud, which is, yeah, it's not ideal, but it's not a write-off. Um, it depends on what they say. And I don't think he said things that are enough for me to go, you know what, I'm willing to just sell you right now for the things that you've said slash done. Um I want to see him play so I can balance my view and understand if he is really worth it and if he could mellow a bit as well. And if that, if him playing will allow him to kind of, you know, smooth out some of the, the rough edges that we've got at the moment. But until we see that, we, we just don't know right now. Uh, Dyer says, what do you think about the whole Saliba situation and the way Arteta's handling it? We've talked about it a lot. I think Saliba's, um, I think Arteta's handled it really poorly. I think the club's handled it really poorly. Not getting in the loan at the start of last season to really give him a chance to, to show off what he's capable of and not coming out and actually definitively allowing the fan base to know what's going to happen with him is also a big problem. This is Alex says, how about Tarkovsky from Burnley, Premier League, experienced, English, and has one more year left on his deal? Would be a smart pick. Not for me, Alex. And I was speaking to a Wolves friend of mine the other day who Wolves are being linked to, to Tarkovsky and they aren't interested. They're like, we don't need another. You've got Connor Cody. You don't need another just an English bruiser was the words that he described in a centre-back. He's not going to help us play out from the back. He's not of the style that we need. We need someone that's going to help us connect the defence to the midfield, and I don't think Tarkovsky is that. Uh, Salvik says, Tom, what's the Ozil Kalasanac contract situation? Uh, any of them terminated, or are we still paying the wages? Well, obviously, Kalasanac was only on loan, so Kalasanac has come back. He is still our player for another year. 
Ozil's contract officially expires at the end of this month. So we won't be paying any more of Ozil's wages after June. So that's done, gone, finished, over, as far as I'm aware. Um, unless we are somehow paying more after he leaves, but that'd be ridiculous, surely. So Kalasnac is still here. We'll be paying his wages in full until we let until we move him on. Supposedly the likes of Trabzonspor, Lazio, Napoli are all interested. So fingers crossed we can get him out of the club as soon as very possible. Joshua says, Tom, I think it's very subjective, uh, but how long do you give a player uh, to make a judgment? Well, we haven't given him anything if we're talking about Saliba so far. <laughs> we haven't given him any time at all on the pitch to make a judgment. I think you have to give him at least, I'd say at least 10 games until you really have can build up a good opinion of how they are and how they're developing. Um, surely 10 games is enough. Is a pre-season enough? Is friendlies enough? I'm not sure that it is. And so I feel like we, we should keep him this season and see how he gets on. Manuel says, I feel the need to defend Saliba. Um, who has uh, who has he got to calm his personality down? He's a 19-year-old who is already better than the clowns next to him. He needs an older head next to him. Sambi uh, has got to parte next to him. And, and he will come into a team without David Luiz, without any experienced head besides holding a Marie, who, let's face it, he is probably better than. So... That's a really tough situation if you are a very confident guy and you've got no one above you and no one that's better than you in your mind and you know has the right in some sense to tell you how you should be doing, how you should be improving your game when you think and believe you're better than what's already there. And that must be a really difficult situation, a real difficult situation. Uh, Drusy says, all quiet on the William front. Yeah, it's gone very quiet, but we were assured by Fab that he is 100% there is no doubt from Fabrizio that he is going to leave. So that will be a sword that he could fall on as a reporter. We will wait and see. Uh, nothing with Leno uh, so far in terms of his links. I've seen some comments about him. Um, Cornelius says Saliba hasn't done anything wrong. Um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, this club has handled the situation badly and sums up our business over the last 10 years. I mean, I wouldn't say... He's done nothing wrong. I mean, there's, there's a very obvious thing that he's done wrong. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to go into the details of. Um, and I think that some of the things that have come out in interviews and some of the openness to, to leak information from his camp, which is also very clear, is, is an issue. Um, but in regards to football, no, he hasn't done anything wrong. Um, he's done nothing wrong in his performances to show why he shouldn't be playing, really. Uh, he showed a little bit of immaturity playing in the under-23s, but when you apply the context of that situation, which is, is he really going to be that bothered when he's cost 28 million quid playing for the youth team? I mean, it's a bit of a joke, if you're being real. Um, so that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, is Dominic Calvert-Lewin tactical breakdown on its way? If I'm, you know, I probably will do. Um, <laughs> I just feel like I need to see a little bit more legitimacy to some of the reports, but we'll wait and see on that one. But yeah, I'll probably get round to making one. Sarvik says Chambers and El Nenio on their last year here. Well, apparently Chambers may have an option. We'll wait and see. Um, what would you do with those two uh, if you were Arteta? I, it depends on who we bring in a midfield. At the moment, you have to keep El Nenio because we just don't have the depth. If we bring in a couple of midfielders, then yeah, I'd be more open to selling them, depending on those who who those midfielders are. Because if one's going to the African Cup of Nations, uh, of which El Nenny is too, to be fair. So I mean, maybe it doesn't matter too much. But it, if we bring in a couple of midfielders, then I'd be more open to seeing El Nenny go. It depends on Joe Willock's future as well. Uh, Chambers, I think, is a, a better 
backup right back option than Cedric. So I would keep Chambers and sell Cedric. Um, and I'd probably give Chambers a new deal to be the backup to the right back that we are going to hopefully bring in this window. Um, Kevin says Saliba has played in the under-23s last season, so the club might have a good view on him. What's your take? Again, I think when you apply the context of him being a £28 million player playing in a youth team, I don't think you're going to see a, uh, a very genuine uh, kind of example of what he's capable of, to be honest. Um, that is probably where we're going to finish off today's show. We will see uh, where we move on from here. Tomorrow's show, hopefully we can give you some more good news about some more players. And of course, uh, there's some big games in the European Championships this evening with all of the big guns from Group F playing too. If you've enjoyed the show, please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. There may be another show a little bit later on this morning slash early afternoon. I'll let you know on the Twitter. You can follow us at Laguna Talk TV and at Tom Canton Media. But other than that, I'll see you again very, very soon, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.